0: welcome to ask the plasterer with me Eric the plasterer (laughs) Uh, okay guys uh, for the regulars evening fellas Uh, nice to have you along again Uh, for anyone that's new here um, yeah just uh, any questions you might have about plastering um, whether you are a plasterer um, a novice plasterer a DIYer a customer looking for plasterers from around the country then uh you've come to the right place <laughs> so uh right uh what i would like guys from anybody there is just a sound check as i pop from this one to the next uh the next camera and just tell me whether the sound is all right and that you can hear me hello hello hi andy evening mate uh is it, there's no echo this evening hopefully Sorry, guys, that was a question. <laughs> Hopefully there's no echo. Sounds good. Cheers, Altar. Hi, mate. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I don't, as um, as time goes by and the summer kicks in more, I mean, fortunately at the minute, oh, no, no echo coming. No echo in. Oh, great, great stuff. Cheers, Andy. Um, yeah, as summer gets closer, I've noticed, obviously, the days are starting to get longer and clocks are going uh, forward soon, so we're going to lose an hour. In the old, uh, getting up in the morning um, at some point at 7 o'clock you're going to be out in if you've got a garden uh, you're going to be out in the garden having a barbecue and a beer and uh, you think I don't really want to go indoors I'll do uh, ask the plasterer this evening uh, maybe it was a bit later so uh, drop me your thoughts on that one I mean in the moment it's still it's not too bad it's more or less gets dark around this time and it, it feels like yeah do a bit of ask the plasterer but uh, you know it's not like in the middle of summer it's uh, can <laughs> feel a bit like uh oh uh, yeah now it feels like the middle of the afternoon still <laughs> so but uh, hey uh hi mike uh, yeah i'm really well thanks mate oh did you watch the part two of the video uh plastic looks very good sir thank you very much mike appreciate that appreciate that the uh yeah it's about time i got another video out there because <laughs> uh yeah some guys yeah you know, that they, they like us to plaster but they go uh getting another video up because uh you know yeah we kind of like subscribe because we like your videos and uh they're getting a bit slack but uh that's only because i'm trying to find stuff that's interesting enough to uh to put up that people are going to want to watch because if you put something up that's a little bit too uh samey oh this is me again <laughs> plastering a wall again uh, you think, yeah do really want to watch that <clears throat> so um uh the the third part of this little video series i split it into three because Man, if, I've learnt one thing. If you made it on one video, it was about 45 minutes long. No one had watched it. or well, not for more than a few minutes anyway. So uh, the third part is more or less finished. And that is me uh, delving into uh, using the old um, ad mixes for... Um, uh, oh, God. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> The easy mix for uh, retarding and or half time and uh extra time yeah that's it <laughs> but uh yeah i won't tell you much about that until <laughs> until you see the last video part three of uh of that <laughs> god it was fun yeah yeah anyway yeah enough said about that one uh dear right um yeah i haven't really done much to change uh the uh the screens from the last time he was up mostly because this one i hardly used at all because um with the little videos on the side there because it kept echoing and we moved over to the other one um which is still there uh, there you go we've still got all the same stuff on it, it had last time <laughs> but trail talk so nothing wrong with that after blaster yeah cool uh but that fella uh doing that uh That light and tripod uh, video i don't really want to watch him anymore (laughs) uh, that's better right Uh, also a bit later on guys i'm going to run an idea past you about either using this channel or a sort of a a secondary one off of this after plasterer and also connected with the um the thing that's down on the left hand side of your screen there the old um, discord server which quite a few of you have, uh, have bothered to, <laughs> to log on to <laughs> but uh, not as many as I would have thought so uh I know it's going to kick off a little bit more slowly but uh, hey um but I'm looking at I'm looking into nothing's definite uh, how can I put this a lot I get a lot of inquiries from people via uh, via my channel <laughs> uh, whether I could possibly do their plastering now on one occasion uh one of the one of the people was really close to me um, which was great and uh, that was a job for me fantastic uh, but oftentimes as it would be people are spread right around the country as quite a few of you guys are and uh i was just thinking of if, if someone gets in touch and they uh, they're looking for a plasterer in well wherever you guys live um i could put them onto you uh, i'm looking at maybe you knocking up a video for you i mean if you do it or you started doing this for a living and you want to advertise yourself knock up a little video and send it to me and if we can do something with that again it's it's all in the uh, initial looking into it stage and experimenting but um yeah give us your thoughts on that i, think, I mean, i'd be quite interested to uh, to uh, do something in that in that instance to kind of expand things but uh, yeah right um don't know how busy we are. Aren't going to be this Oh, Twelve viewers. Woo I was surprised that it does get quite busy as uh, as time goes on. I don't know how, how long people stay on for. I can't, I can't believe we're, we're jabbering on here for what? Uh, how long? Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes up to push in two hours. Um, I don't think people stick around for that whole time. <laughs> Apart from you, fantastic regular guys, <laughs> and of course I've got to be here, but. Um, yeah i might try and cut it down to an hour or so (laughs) and see how we get on uh hi Stephen. hi mate uh oliver yay nice to see you mate (laughs) how are you are you all right (laughs) uh oliver have you have you signed up to the old discord yet mate mm-hmm yeah i'll have to check later see if you see if you've uh, become a member it's not difficult (laughs) i've put as many it gets a little bit confusing but i've put some really basic instructions of once you've actually got onto this discord server uh what little button you've got to tick to become a member so that you can see everything um and participate in uh, talking to other people uh <clears throat> verbally or video or um or typing um so we can like chat in groups um yeah the only reason you have to click on another thing to become a member is to stop robots from just making pretend memberships on the on the site which then later on can become a pain but anyway um, enough of that uh mike uh, what kind of bead do i get uh i have to plaster an arch doorway not done one before and newish to the plastering uh you can get pre-formed archways mate for doorways and for larger openings the best one you can get which sometimes works out cheaper than the supposed cheaper ones as a true line is the name you're looking for T R I think it's T R U L I N E and they have a there they come like a typical door arch will be made up of four pieces and they you fix them basically into the opening uh, two on one side two on the other and the actual curved bit is a smooth curved bead uh, for a standard door opening it's normally just a sort of the semicircle uh, for the bigger openings you can buy quite fancy ones but again whatever the size they are they all come um, in four pieces which you basically kind of stick up wire together get them nice and even and then get a pricking up coat of bonding on them so you've got a solid structure and then once that's gone off you can kind of float it out to give you your base for your arch um, the true line ones, as I said, they've got a smooth bead, which is what you want around the curve. Um I thought uh, years back I popped into B and Q and they had some supposedly cheap ones. Um they were half the price at least again of a true line arch. And the bead, instead of being smooth, it was um it it was like um the mesh. It was like it was rough. So as you took your trowel around the curve, your trowel would would vibrate around that which is you know which is something you can you can get over it but something you don't really want if you've got a nice smooth bead then when you run your trowel around it obviously it's nice you get a nice smooth finish and it's not an issue you have to mess about with um so mike hopefully that gives you some idea but a true line archways arch formers uh, if you google them uh, something should come up but i say it comes in four bits and uh, and uh, yeah yeah they're quite self-explanatory when you look at the parts if you offer them up into a doorway um, then you'll see what's what obviously if it's a doorway that's already got a door in it you'd have to take the frame and stuff out of the door opening but yeah hey, <coughs> Zoltar plastic flexi bead screw fix um are you talking about to just go around an old arch Zoltar <coughs> with that I mean because my um on the video I, where I did a freehand um arch that was originally text. And I didn't use any kind of bead on it. And A lot of guys said to me, Oh, you can get a flexible plastic bead, which um, which I hadn't seen before, and so far I haven't used. Um, but uh, Mike's asking about the actual structure that you can fix into a, a square opening, a square, a normal, a normal doorway to make it an arch doorway. <coughs> and a preformed uh, arch maker basically is what you want. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Plaster centurion, hello mate. Uh, did you get that? Um, did you have a look at that plastic? He was asking about that earlier, would not you? I stuck a link on there. I'm pretty sure it looks exactly the same stuff that I get from my local um, builders merchants, but um, nowhere else seems to seems to do it. I didn't think they did it on Amazon, but I looked it up because um, in an affiliate link for me, if they've got anything, I get a little kickback off anything that you guys buy via a link. Then, um, <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same stuff. The roll should be about a meter long. And then it unrolls you chop a bit you roll it to the length you want cut it off and then it unfolds and basically it'll cover most most average size floors <coughs> in most rooms they haven't got joints everywhere and you can just tape them around the edges and uh, so i've been using it for years fantastic stuff you did great brilliant and uh yeah it's uh it just keeps the floor nice and clean And carpets it's amazing how it protects the old carpet because you think a bit of a bit of plastic some of the really old thin stuff is no good, and if someone's got a decent carpet, you don't want to be uh, putting something down that might rip and get plaster on it. No, here you go. Um. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry. Uh, alright, yeah. Did uh, you did my did you did my first render job on the weekend? Fireplace. My question is timing when to float. I found the render was accumulating on the float. Uh, was I doing it too soon? Um, when you say the float, mate, do you mean do you mean the plastic float? It look like you're rubbing it up with a plastic float? The render at this point. Um, I found the render was accumulating on the float. Yeah, I mean the render. If if, if it is a plastic float you're using at this stage, and uh, yeah, and you're rubbing it up, and it's catching and it's pulling a lot of the uh, the gear off it um, is probably still a little bit too wet and also the flatter it is the less chance you're going to pull any off or catch any on the edge of your float um, if it's slightly undulating when you go around <coughs> with it especially if it's a little bit wet it will kind of shave lumps off um, which can be a bit of a pain but um yeah mate you probably just need to leave it a little bit longer before you float it up and then i always finish off with a sponge because uh, even if the f- the uh, the rendered finish is still a little bit wet, you can get a really nice finish on it uh, with a sponge, which you can't you can't get with the uh, with the wooden or plastic float. Oh, you found that arch, mic. Just googled it. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, as you say, once once you look at them, mate, they're, they're fairly self-explanatory. Um, could be a little bit twiddly when you when you're fixing them in, but. Um, it's a learning curve. And uh, when you've done your first one, mate, you'll uh, you'll love it. Uh, at the bottom of the doorway, where the arch finishes, um, you obviously, you have to set in your own um, your own bead to, to meet up with the beginning of the arched bead. When you buy the arch, you literally just getting the arch and then it stops, and you have to stick an ordinary plasterboard bead, to render bead, from that bottom of that arch down to the floor. Uh, <coughs> Eddie, hi, Eddie. Um, Remember the problem I had with stilts, me being, yeah, you've been six foot two, mate. <laughs> uh, I used to work, uh, I used to work tall boots now. I uh, love them. Is that the, um, the boots, I don't know if you've been on there, uh, Stuart, on the Trail Talk Facebook group, he was he was giving some away. I think they're literally those kind of boots that you strap onto, your, they look like funny looking buckets with straps on the top, <laughs> which you strap onto your shoes. Uh, they look like ankle breakers to me, but uh, Stuart reckons that they work pretty well. And if you are really tall uh, and you can't get the small enough stilts, then uh, then they probably would be an ideal. Um, but if you're using them, Eddie, and you love them, mate, then uh, that's all that matters. As I always say, if it, if it's working, and uh, and and, you, and, you, and you're enjoying the using them, and there's no problem with them, then fantastic, fantastic. But you be careful. <laughs> you be careful on them in plaster you don't want to twist an ankle mate uh still need stilts for some higher ceilings though yeah no fair enough mate yeah because a lot of ceilings are even if you're six foot two there's still a bit of a stretch even with some of those um those tall boots on no worries plastering centurion man that's a <laughs> that's a mouthful of you have to short you have to shorten that <laughs> i'll have to make <laughs> give me some, some kind of nickname i'll call you instead um yeah 12 height uh eddie 12 foot high yeah oh yeah i i hate doing above a standard height uh ceiling um when it starts getting to kind of 11 12 foot high um my stilts do adjust to that <laughs> but uh <laughs> i don't like using them uh extended that high um you're just you're kind of waiting for your leg to catch up with you every time you take a step and um if you're confident a bit like ice skating uh, if you're confident you can walk on them extended up high and really fine but if you just um just for a minute you get a bit anxious that you might trip <laughs> and suddenly you find yourself feeling really unsteady <laughs> on them but uh but uh, that's actually that's how i got used to um using my stilts when i first bought them i couldn't really get the hang of them for a while and um i got this great big it was about 12 foot i ceiling i had to do and uh i put the stilts up so i could reach it oh man they're frightened the life out of me being up there um i think in the end i took them i took them i got off them and i just used a really tall ladder (laughs) but then when i put the stilts back down to the normal height for a standard ceiling it was like uh like walking on the floor so uh if you get some stilts at any stage and you feel a bit frightened on them raise them up high (laughs) walk on them a little bit and then when you put them back down you'll feel like you're on the floor a bit like getting out of when you got off the motorway and you're driving about 30 in a car you feel like you can get out and walk next to it you can't obviously but um that's what it feels like same with stilts yeah free nugget there um eddie not at my age mate uh oh, what's not at your age mate? i've missed that there. Uh, sorry mate that's all right mate you'll forgive you uh, as long as you came, you came along didn't you you probably missed a bit about me saying uh, when the clocks go uh, forward and it's nice and sunny out, that at uh, seven o'clock on a the Plaster at night, everyone's probably going to be out in the garden uh, having a beer and a burger. So, uh, But uh, we'll play that by ear, whether we make the time a bit later or. Um, yeah, we'll plan it between us. We'll plan it between us. Um, yeah, that's what you've missed, really, mate. And me waffling as usual about um, um, stilts and uh, archways. But, uh, but you can always watch the replay, mate, <laughs> later on. <laughs> oh, and My phone number, you'll be pleased to hear that I accidentally rubbed off my uh, narrated voice for the uh, for the phone number. <laughs> so hang on, let me just do it once myself. Call now, 07516 214 983. 07516 214 983. Have five minutes of fame. <laughs> Give me a ring <laughs> and talk to me. <laughs> Oh uh, dear, but no, you haven't missed anything, mate. Uh, you never had safety goggles on Eric doing that ceiling, brave man. Um, I want in case something plops in your eyes. I have had a, a fair amount of plaster in my eyes over the years. You do need to be uh, careful. It can give you a case of like what feels like conjunctivitis for about a week if you get a big lump of uh, finish in your eye because the uh, aggregate scratches your eyeball. But um, it's not normally too bad uh doo, 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 doo. Know, okay. yeah and what you actually i mean well, but i still do it you, when you go over your head with a trowel you should never really actually go over your head you should always be slightly to the side of where you're plastering so if it does drop off it plops beside your head it's that bit once you get the hang of things it's so tempting to just go right over the top of your face and your head with the uh, with the trail and you only need a little bit of gear to drop off the back of your trout even and plop in your eye and it's uh yeah it's not it's not good but i don't know if i could um well i probably could plaster with goggles on but um that's like wearing a mask to mix stuff up because of the dust which uh when i have done i do it for a while and then then i, I just forget and then end up not doing it again but i don't suppose over the years uh, breathing in all that dust can be good for you um when it's part three of the lodge um Eddie, part three of the lodge. I've more or less finished it. Um, if I wasn't doing this tonight, I probably would have get it up tonight. But um, hopefully, I'll be up tomorrow. Um, and that's me using the uh, accelerator. Excuse me. Ah, typical sneeze. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So with any joy, when I get home from work tomorrow, I will. I will get that. I um, will get that up and published. Um, so something to look forward to. Yeah, no, like buses, no videos, and then suddenly two or three come along at once. Hey. Uh, right. Jamie. Oi oh, Eric, hello, mate. <laughs> Found out about you on the Trout Talk group. Oh, well, nice one. <laughs> yeah, Stuart, bless him. Uh Yeah, it's a good old group. He's got a fantastic group he's set up there. I don't know how long he's been doing it for, but, uh, yeah, it's amazing. We've got a plug on him. Uh, oh, hang on, I'll show you. Uh there you go there's a plug for the old trow talk there from a great facebook group from Season professional spreads Stuart roberts uh, you're welcome Stuart. you're welcome uh right yeah sorry mate um yeah hope this builds up into a decent podcast for us spreads great idea buddy cheers mate yeah um as i say i do this as a live stream on the youtube and then i uh, put it out as a a podcast <laughs> for anybody that could bear to listen to it all again, or, or that hasn't listened to it, um, it's on. you can get it on Spotify after, once I've uploaded it, and uh, you can make your earphones in, because I listen to the radio all day, and I'm just thinking, well, if you haven't tuned in, or you've tuned into part of it, you think, go, oh, I'll go on Spotify, and I'll stick my old earphones in, or me, put my speaker on, and while I'm spreading, I'll have a listen to what questions the guys are asking, or just generally what we're talking about, so uh, yeah, thanks for that mate, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, hopefully Stuart go from strength to strength, and hopefully we we will on this uh, on this old ask the plasterer thing. Um, Liam, hi Liam. Uh, apart from all the obvious plastering tools, trowels, mixers, speed skins, etc., what are your must-have tools you often use need? Um, obviously, a Hulk and trowel. <laughs> um, Marsh as a as a professional plasterer, you want a Marshalltown trowel for laying on. Um, that's the kind of the big daddy that's been around for donkey's years there are there are other brands now that do great land on trails but that was your uh your classic it's a, it's a yankee trail Marshalltown town um land on trail um hawk hawks yeah it doesn't matter what hawk you buy at the end of the day plastic ones metal ones whatever you feel comfortable with or get used to um some kind of whisk like you don't have to buy the uh, i mean i've got a, i've got a half decent thing that um the higher shops use that lasts for lasted me for donkeys years Well up until very recently. <laughs> I've just bought a new one. <laughs> but um uh yeah a whisk. Um and uh well yeah I've I've only recently in, in the last couple of years started using speed skims so they're not they're not an essential by any means. Uh but yeah, Hawk trowel mixer, buckets, um float plastic float i don't do sponging so uh, don't have any sponge floats i have some sponges in case i want to rub up a bit of render Um uh, but uh but yeah that's that's it basically mate uh you can you can more or less plaster anything with those you don't have to buy any of the, the other fancy kit and caboodle that's out now but it does um does come in handy I, I love the old speed skin since i started using it i mean i I was i was around before the whisks were used and uh, we used to have a tin bath to knock up bonding and browning in, and the finish, uh, <clears throat> you knocked it up in a standard size bucket or a couple of buckets, or get your labourer to do it. And uh, you literally have like a bike cog on the end of the pole with a handle to knock the lumps out of it. Oh man, the, inv- the invention of the whisk was fantastic uh, for plastering, and uh, I've never looked back. Well, not <laughs> unless you really enjoy it. knocking up gear in a bath, but man, that's hard work. I mean, he was knackered before he even started. If you didn't have a labourer, and you, uh, you were doing all that. Uh, and then, after well, if you've knocked it all up, then you've got to put it all on the wall, then tidy it up, and then knock up another one, and it was pretty tiring, but with a whisk, it takes all the effort out of it, really, at the end of the day. They're really, nowadays, spoiled. Um Andy, hi, uh, where can I find the link to the sheet you put down on the floor at your jobs? Andy, at the bottom of, I've, should be on all my videos now because I updated the links today. Um, one of the links near the top um, should say uh, "plastic roll floor protection" and it's got a, a, an Amazon link next to it in the old blue writing. Just click on that and it will take you straight to the page that's got that plastic on it, and you can order it from there. <clears throat> and I so said to the other guys, anything you order after you've clicked on one of my Amazon links, um, I get a little kickback off it, which I can put into uh, well. Keeping this channel going and improving it. Bought myself a nice mic. <laughs> Actually, it was a it was a bargain. <laughs> I think it was meant to be about forty quid, which is still a cheap mic. It's not a posh one, um, but uh, my missus had a discount voucher and something else and something else. It ended up being about eleven quid, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, it sounds better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to tell me. D d d d soltar work wear. uh it's time for shorts i think oh mate yeah in the summer i'm just a shorts and a vest top man in the summer it gets, it gets well it gets too hot when you're plastering when that last didn't this last summer when there was i think we were allowed to work anyway i was doing a bit of work it was for one of my sisters so um actually i was doing a horse stairs and landing and it was absolutely cooking and uh oh it was terrible mate but um at least in the winter, you can just work hard and and stay warm. But in the summer, if it's really hot, or if you're doing one of those uh, some work in the back of a conservatory on a house where the sun's shining in, uh, oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> Apart from all the suction issues you've got with the plaster <laughs> as well, but uh, but sweating is on top of that. It's uh, yeah, but but I love the summer. It's finally coming. It's a bloody lovely day today. Well, it was in London anyway. Um, Oh, I had me, I had me Romna jab. <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday morning, about nine o'clock. Uh, thankfully, my arm's okay because a lot of people said your arm become like really ache after. And there's a plaster, Obviously, you don't want that. Um, got a little bit of shivers last night, but other than that, I feel absolutely fine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm going off. I'm going off at a tangent here, aren't I? Uh, but yeah, it's time for shorts, definitely. Well... Not quite, but nearly. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, my bad. Found it, mate. Just, oh, great, Andy. Great. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, nothing I, I, I mentioned to you guys before. Yeah, anything anything you buy, when you click on one of my links, um, doesn't matter what you buy after that, um, I get a little kickback off it. If you click on, uh, oh, yeah, I'll get a roll of plastic, and then uh, you don't think, oh, actually, no, I've <laughs> got something else that I need. It's got nothing to do. <laughs> with plastering tools and uh as far as i know yeah i'll get a little kickback off of that as well so i'm told <laughs> but uh, i'll let you know i'll let you know uh, uh, yeah so uh yeah on the uh on the i think it's on the left it's on my left the um as i'm looking at my screen the uh the discord uh site there's about 14 of us as members on there at the minute um which is fine a few of us uh, having a chat on there um while it's not that many people on there it won't be that active but i tend to after this tonight i pop on there for a little while and saturday i'm on there between 10 and 11 on saturdays at the minute and then randomly in between so uh once you signed up to uh, <clears throat> to the old discord uh, server site our community a plastering community then, uh, yeah, we can chat on there, put up pictures, videos, uh, chat live. Um, you can have a video on, but if you're shy, which <laughs> I think a lot of you guys are, uh, you can just talk on there without the video. <laughs> so don't let that put you off. Well, <laughs> uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um. Yeah, if you are new to this uh, Ask a Plasterer and you are more of a potential customer than you are a a tradesman and you want to ask any questions, uh, you can ask me, um, well, I'm hoping in the future, the way we do this via the Discord uh, uh, community, is you can ask me or you can ask any of these other guys that are plasterers, um, being time-served ones or fairly new plasterers. But uh, if you're looking for a plasterer, possibly somewhere near where you live, because obviously uh, YouTube channel audiences are far and wide, um, then I'm happy to uh, to uh, to promote other plasterers and uh, point customers like yourselves into, into their direction. Because um, if you're in Yorkshire, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. <laughs> Even if you wanted to pay me silly money. Well, unless it was really silly money. <laughs> and It was worth me driving to Yorkshire. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I could pass it on to one of the guys that lives in Yorkshire. <laughs> so uh, that's my kind of plan. I'm playing around with at the minute. But uh, if any of you guys got any ideas, or you think it's a good idea or a rubbish idea, um, let me know in the uh, in the comments or um, drop me an email. A uh, few guys that haven't got my email address. It's uh, Eric the Plasterer at gmail dot com. If you can't remember that, uh, there's not a lot of hope for you. <laughs> uh, Jamie, hi Jamie. Um, here's the link for buying TPS plastic uh, uh, rolls. Uh, that's it, mate. Yeah, temporary plastic sheeting. I'm sick of dust sheets. Um, yes, mate. Yes, temporary plastic sheeting. Um, as I said, it should be the same one as I I pick up from my uh, uh my local builders merchants, but not a lot of places seem to stock it. Um, those rolls should hopefully be about a meter long, and you unroll them cut a strip off and then they unfold the plastic it's a fairly decent thickness because you want that especially if you're protecting a decent carpet and uh i tape around the edge lovely when i'm using my stilts there's no trip hazard on the plastic when it's pulled tight um dust sheets wow man i wouldn't want to be walking around on dust sheets so they can pucker up so easy underneath a rubber footed stilts and uh and plus i know a lot of guys chuck down a dust sheet normally they get covered so much in plaster mate i if someone had a really decent carpet, and <laughs> I say I'd probably make more of a mess putting the, uh, the dash sheets on their carpet than if I if I didn't. <laughs> so uh, yeah, plastic every time I've been using it for donkeys. But uh, yeah, that stuff in the link, mate, is um, uh, is what I use. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for anyone that didn't hear either that this. Um, this live stream does go out as a podcast on Spotify, Ask the Plasterer. Just uh, search for that and you'll find it. <laughs> you'll find some uh, other Ask the Plasterers. <laughs> a wealth of knowledge <laughs> for the plasterer and the customer uh, alike. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie, uh, I couldn't join it. Can you explain how to get on? Right, um, also Eddie then, in also in my video descriptions, should again be on all my videos, underneath uh, the old blue writing that says um, discord and it's got blue writing next to it you click on that and you will get an invite to join the discord server which is this thing I'm promoting for us to chat on and once you get on it now I have put fairly good instructions of what you've got to do Uh, if you look at the welcome part of it and then there's a there's a little page about rules and there's a little tick with a number next to it, which is the number of people that have become members. And you've got to click on that little tick to be able to see everything else that the members can see. If you don't click on it, you won't see anything at all, apart from the welcome and the rules page, uh, which is obviously useless to anybody. Um, but if you go, if you if you follow that invite, uh, you do have to download the little app to your phone or to your computer. But it's, it's not a big deal when it's free. And um, and just follow the instructions that I've put on the on the welcome page or the rules page. <laughs> and that should get you on there. Give that a try and let me know um, whether, you, whether, you, whether you can do it okay. Because uh, I feel a lot of people are, are, are struggling with trying to um, link onto it or become a member on it. But uh, obviously the more of us we can get on there. Uh, and then we can all chat to each other about all sorts of stuff. Jobs we're doing, uh, issues we might have with stuff... Um, anything at all and oh, I'm um, trying to get potential customers to use it as well so they can ask us questions not just me but you guys as well um, that are out there I'd like to be able to um, yeah spread the word spread the love spread the plaster that's what spreads do yeah uh, <laughs> and yeah yeah because I can't plaster everybody's <laughs> plastering as I said and especially um, yeah okay my part of London but if it's a slightly further away part of London being a bit old and lazy as I am, then i probably think well, I'd rather give it to <laughs> any of you guys that live a little bit nearer to that part of London than I do uh, or anywhere else in the country. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you think about that idea that uh, I mentioned back at the beginning. <sighs> uh, Mike, uh, what's your advice, Eric, on blending in to an existing wall? Um, if I can help it, if it's a if it's a small enough bit of wall, um I will try and not blend in and go cover the whole wall up to an internal angle or an external angle, an internal angle normally. Um if you have to blend something in, then um it's difficult. You you can't you feather you feather your plaster off. Where that blend is, and obviously initially it it sticks out quite proud, but as it's going off, and only as it's going off, you can't mess about with it. Once it's too wet, it has to be going off to get the blend to go in. I found if I start to use a ultra flex trowel on it, because of the flexibility of the blade, you can get a really tight blend up against the, the existing plaster. With uh, a normal laying on trowel, Marshalltown, whatever, when you're doing that bit, I mean, that's fine for laying it on. But when you're trying to smooth that edge out and blend it in, uh, the Marshalltown or the more solid trowels, laying on trowels, can kind of rip the edge, which is what you're trying to avoid. Whereas the more flexible ones, they will glide over and slowly work that in. Obviously, making sure you keep it nice and wet with a bit of spray. But again, but don't do it too soon. Um, because you'll just kind of scrape it back off again. Um, That's the best advice I can give you, mate. I know uh, uh, Blaine Gray on his channel, he has got a video about uh, how he blends in Um, i don't think he uses i mean does a lovely job he doesn't like blending in either because if you can if you can go across a whole wall rather than make a joint because the best joint you can do uh, depending on the light's shining even if you can't feel the joint so often times if it's just being painted and they're not putting any kind of lining paper over it or anything you can still see that blend or that joint so um and to try and hide it completely uh, probably a decorator's job trying to feather it more and sand it and put filler on it um, so if you ever can go across a bit more wall and do a whole wall rather than blend it in or patch something up but understandably if it's a massive wall and it's only got a really small bit you need to do then it's um, it's daft not to, um, it would be daft to cover the whole wall unless the customer's happy for you to do that and not willing to pay then <laughs> that would be good uh, um, Jamie, spot on uh, that's the stuff, ah oh, brilliant Jamie, brilliant uh, yeah, order it on me link mate <laughs> help the channel help the channel uh adam hello adam uh hello mate uh hope you're. how do you uh go on regarding injuries my back and elbow is already knackered any tips uh your back mate you probably only normally would hurt your back when you're bending if you're doing ceilings and you're you're kind of bending back a bit too far um the elbow stuff a few guys have asked me about tennis elbow and that Recently, I don't know if it's any good, I just an advert came up um, for some kind of... I thought it was something you rubbed on, but I think it's some kind of gadget um, that you can use on a part of your arm. I, d- I didn't even like look at it, but um, there are gadgets out there that you can use. I don't mean these things that massage you. I'm honest, I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I can not even remember what it was called. That would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> but if you do some kind of Google search on tennis elbow um, physical instruments for helping to make it better you might be able to find it sorry mate if i come across it again i'll um i'll know next time i'll i'll put a post up on the community (laughs) something like that so uh yeah um but other than that mate yeah you just gotta be careful with your back i mean I, i had some really serious back issues donkeys ago and i thought i was just an age thing and you know lower back which is where most people get back back issues and um but thankfully it's um i say it just went off but um apart from this lockdown i used to be on quite a regular gym bunny and um well three nights a week something like that but not not at the minute obviously and uh i found the stronger you can make your muscles in your back the more they'll support and take pressure off your spine um because i did train as a personal trainer for a while when i was looking at getting out of this game (laughs) but uh, it never came off in the end it was too much um it was too much hard work. I qualified as a personal trainer for anyone that's interested, <laughs> but um, um, I was doing that and plastering, and the two were just too much. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, the plastering was a proper bread and butter money. So um, I knocked the uh, I knocked the personal trainer on the head. <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah, will no, stick the plastering. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you if you can build your muscles up in your back, mate, um, then that will help a lot against uh, stopping back ache, and uh, yeah, yeah um chris hello chris um have you used magnetic plaster um no we chatted about it on the last uh, ask the plaster i think i know you can buy it someone told me it was about 90 pound a bag um and it's um you can stick magnets to it um it's not actually magnetic although it's called magnetic plaster um yeah because i thought oh you you can stick metal to it but um it turns out You just plaster a wall with the stuff and then any kind of in in the kids room little magnet things they've got will stick to that wall um whether it's any good or worth the money i've no idea but um hey yeah (laughs) give it a go oh hang on dale's got some advice i think on the the old tennis elbow been suffering with tennis elbow for coming up to a year now it's recently started to get better and i've been using ice packs two or three times a day uh also look up stretches and exercises for tennis elbow. Um yeah, yeah, thanks for that, Dal. I mean any uh any advice anyone's got uh for things like that. Um I've just been lucky not to uh, not to get it. Um apart from when I uh, I overdid it on a job that I was on for far too long, um, trying to get it bashed out and I was just troweling up all day long. Um and uh oh, my my the, the elbow and that's the same right in here. That gave me grief, but again, only for a couple of weeks after that, and then it went off, and I've not had an issue with it since. But uh, it's been a bit careful. It's, it's probably so easy to strain your older uh, elbow or that muscle that's connected that gives you tennis, what's called tennis elbow. Uh, also, try to get rest in at least a week here and there when you can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's nice if you can uh, if you can do it when the uh, uh, yeah, if you get a bit of a chance to. Oftentimes, if the works there, you just kind of—if anything like me—you just kind of do it. I mean, I don't work weekends anymore because um, you need you need a bit of you need a bit of rest and relaxation. you have got to recharge the batteries. Um, if any of you guys are six or seven day a weekers, um, one day just rolls into the next, and uh, the money's nice, but you kind of lose the will to live because <laughs> you ain't got no time to spend it. And then if you have too much time off, um, you ain't got any money. <laughs> To spend, but uh, yeah, thankfully it seems to have been fairly busy at least uh, in London, um, on plaster in front uh, these last few months. Um, and hopefully, and a lot of people that I've the people that have uh, had their jabs that cancelled me a year ago are coming back to get their jobs done, uh, which is good. But, um, yeah, if you can rest anything, uh, I think I've said before, I've got I have got a, a trapped ulnar nerve in this, which I'd never heard of until I looked it up. In my left hand, which makes your, um, your these two fingers and the side of your hand go numb, <clears throat> and uh, I've had that for about three months now, and it hasn't hasn't changed, hasn't got any better. I can still work with it, but you, you lose grip strength in in that hand, and uh, the kind of numb feeling is just not very nice. And when it's, when your hands are cold, <laughs> numb as well as cold feels horrible. But uh, but I'm surviving. <laughs> it's only me hawk holding hand, so it's not too bad uh yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh but yeah with anything uh, i've been told with this this thing that i've got if you rest it but you know how long how long for i mean i've i've had at least a, a week off at some point and and not used it at all or tried not to uh, but there's been no kind of change in it uh alex hi alex uh, ooh, i'm an apprentice uh, good on you mate and haven't been put on a ceiling yet best advice for when my boss decides i'm ready to hit a ceiling um yes mate just make sure you mix it up a decent thickness the finish um when i was learning the guy that taught me um he just let you get on with it and rather than my first bit of a ceiling i had to go at but i was only training at the time so it wasn't like a customer's house or anything um I, I, I got a big splat of it on my face and it was going everywhere. <clears throat> and then he said to me, you've mixed it up too thin, which would have been nice if he'd have told me <laughs> I needed to mix it up thicker. But that's what I'm uh, at least advising you on that. Make sure it's not too thin when you're doing the lid, uh, much less chance of like, dropping more, any of it really, um, especially not on your face. Um, cover it as quickly as you can that goes for any kind of plastering you're doing mate as long as you the idea is to is to get the plaster on quickly <clears throat> i mean i'd worked with guys years ago and uh, one particular guy had a really big ceiling to do and uh, i thought he was a fairly <laughs> well trained plasterer and uh, until we hit this ceiling and i'm whacking this stuff on working my way back <laughs> and then when i looked back at him he was in the corner of the ceiling still where we started and he was kind of he was messing about with the little bit he had put on i mean he could he could lay some stuff on but he'd laid a bit on and then he was he was playing with it and uh just you just can't do that if you get any size ceiling um, and obviously if it's smaller then all the better just uh, get the plaster on. don't mix it too thin and get it on there as quick as you can once it's on then you can worry about flattening it out i don't know uh, as an apprentice whether uh they let you use speed skims or anything like that or whether it's just purely traditional uh using the trowel, uh alex but uh yeah um can't think what else to uh just be uh yeah although you're trying to get it on quickly kind of try and stay cool and collected and don't over like rush uh because that's another time you like you'll get you'll get plaster in your face <laughs> or whatever but um it soon comes. I mean, once, you, once you've got the knack of a ceiling, you don't find them much different to doing a wall at the end of the day, um, which is good. But uh, yeah, I hope that helps, Alex. Uh, let us know how you get on, mate. And uh, yeah, I hope your boss is a nice fella. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of one-day jobs when I was an apprentice, <laughs> or when I started out after I finished my apprenticeship. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of one-day jobs and got let go. But uh, I got there in the end. <coughs> um, no speed skim just a 13 inch Marshall Uh they're teaching me to lay on properly first then go into finishing and flattening etc okay mate cool um, yeah you'll probably know they're not they'll probably be teaching you that you kind of you flatten out your first coat with your second coat as um, often comes up on this channel within my videos um, I was taught I don't know what they do now <coughs> I was taught to In my mix to knock up a big enough mix that you could water down what was left from your first coat to put on a tight um, second coat for laying down and flattening. Um, And I've done that most of my plastering life. Uh, Whether or not they do that for you, hello Norman, whether or not they do that for you is um, now I don't know, but let let, let me know, mate. Let me know. Uh, uh. Hey Norman, nice to see you, mate. (laughs) Uh, Nice to see you. How's it going? How's it going? Did you the things you asked me about the other day? I don't know if you've done those yet, or whether you um, have yet to do them. What's to do with um, um oh, it's to do with uh, putting neat PVA on to, uh silk paint, and whether or not that would uh, that would be good enough to um, to seal it and to uh, give you the grip for your for your finish? Um, yeah, let me know if you've done that, Norman, yet or not. Or if you're about to do it sometime this week. <laughs> And if you if you're about to do it, yeah, let me know how you get on. Let me know how you get on, Alex. Uh, i have being taught the same. We get it on as flat as possible, first coat, and then nice tight top coat, and go from there. Fantastic, Alex. Perfect, mate. Perfect. Yep, that's the way. That's the way. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't these free skins are, are great, um, but they're not they by no means essential and uh, it's good to learn the traditional way to to uh, get a couple of coats on the ceiling and get it all nicely troweled up without putting anything else on it except a trowel and um, i don't know i mean some of the stuff i was taught you, we had to put on sometimes up to three coats <laughs> one with a trowel one with a, a wooden float and then another one back with a trowel again um to try and make the thing flatter i don't know whether that actually worked or not but um on on jobs and building sites as soon as i left um college you don't um they don't want all that they just want uh two coats nice finish um that looks great when it's been painted and uh you start putting three coats on with floats and wooden floats um you know your bosses look at you a bit funny and go yeah no nah, not exactly by the book it's great but uh, but um yeah we just need the job done and <laughs> uh, it's still got to be the same um cause obviously the quicker companies or builders get jobs done or you yourself get a private job done uh, the sooner you get paid uh, do, 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 do. skimming it tomorrow Norman right okay well, so um, so the PVA you, have you PVA'd it already Norman if you have then uh, yeah make sure make sure it's dry uh, so before you hit it uh, Alex we do free coats for Artex um yeah i just do uh one coat of sorry alex i'm talking to you now um we do one coat of um or i do one coat of bonding um and i level mine off uh with a speed skin again don't need to use a speed skin um and then i put a, i put a skim over the top of that um a lot of guys now use this 40 50 or 50 50 mix of um finish and uh bonding mix it together, and they use that as their kind of first coat over the Artex, and then they put a second coat over the top of that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think you'll be being taught that way, but um, I've never done it. Um, I put a little bit of uh, finish in bonding before, but that's only because uh, I'd run out of bonding, and it was a bit thin, so I thickened it up with some finish. (laughs) But uh, that's the only time I've mixed it together. But, uh, yeah, I normally just do a, a bonding coat, And then as soon as that pulled in or starts to pull in enough that I can get finish on it I'll get the finish on it Um, if it's a really big one and I'm not going to do it till the next day I will give it a really good coat of neat PVA Uh, so then yeah the next day so it's um, it's got no suction in it so when you set it 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 comes out nice Uh, Norman on the second video you use the steel spree skin Uh, do you let the second coat pull in a bit and this and the speed skim it or is it straight away i let it um, neat today oh well done mate so that, that that pba is going off um yeah i let it pull up a little bit pick up a little bit but because that uh, that second coat i'm putting on is the water down from my first coat it's going off quite quickly anyway by the time you get the whole lot second coated um so you, you haven't got to wait very long five minutes maybe ten Maybe less you really got to kind of feel your way with it if it's feeling quite starting to feel quite dry to the touch uh, at the stage where you would put water on it then put water on it and use the metal speed skin if it's if it's if it's so wet that you're not it's not ready for water don't put the metal speed skim on it once it's once it's dry enough you need to spray it so you get a nice glide um, that's when you use the metal speed skin water up there then the metal speed skin and then after that i'll more or less go straight over it again we have a little bit of water spray and my ultra flex trowel. alex uh shepherd the uh, bonding sponge it up then skim nice and tight uh yeah yeah if they're t- teaching you sponging uh alex then that's fine as i said i've i am i've never been a fan of sponging i mean we did it at college but um i didn't like it then. <laughs> and uh out in the trade over the years just earning money um i tended to find that um sponging sponging up well anything apart from render <laughs> uh, didn't make anything particularly noticeably more better uh, than not sponging it <laughs> um and there's a good chemical key between uh all the different uh plasters you generally use as long as you were uh, any surface you're going over's got a, a decent coat of PVA on it and in my opinion PVA that's dried completely rather than going over PVA that's tacky even though that seems to be a uh the kind of the done thing makes it's a bit tacky and then go over it. Uh, the only time I've had sliding issues with plaster sliding was um going over tacky PVA rather than dry PVA. Uh, Eddie, hi, Eddie. Uh, have you ever just applied one coat to the wall? Yes, I've done one coat to the wall before. I've done a one coat on a ceiling before. Um, again, it's not uh, it's not common practice. It's not by the book. But um, if you get a fairly thick coat on, and you roll it off in both directions, and it's nice and flat, and it's thick enough to cover everything it's meant to be covering, and then as it goes off you could then take a metal speed skim over it when it's ready for some water and then an ultra flex over it again using your water spray when it's at that stage um, And it, if it looks lovely smooth and flat and when it's painted if it looks lovely smooth and flat then uh, yeah then there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing a one coat um, even though it's not the done thing um, I would only use it if I put something on and there's something wrong with the plaster and it's going off rapid and my options are quickly try and scrape it off before it starts going or um, flatten it out as quickly as possible um, preferably with a, a, a large breeze skimmer some um, description and get it trailed up before it's gone off and I'd rather do that and have the job finished then um, then I would um, having to scrape it off and empty out a whole bucket of uh, a whole bag of finish that's um, that's dodgy i will i will I will use stuff i mean i've used i've knocked up finish in the past that for one reason or another had lumps in it i don't I we're not talking incredible lumps we're talking about just little bits uh, where the powder hasn't seemed to have even though it's been well whisked up just hasn't gone in properly um whether it's come off the whisk or whether it's a dodgy slightly dodgy bag but i will still use that stuff Um, because although when you're first trying it on you think oh my god this stuff is rubbish um, you can get over it but um, it's not fun and it's stressful but um, at least when it's all done you think well at least it's finished (laughs) and normally probably quicker because uh, because it was going off rapid Um, which uh, I will cover that in uh, in, uh, my part three video (laughs) that should be out tomorrow part three of the garden lodge um, yeah, awesome. Uh, Norman on Discord now, and oh, brilliant! Well done, mate. Well done. Uh, now and join the group. It is great. Get yourself on it, Alex. Yeah, yes, Alex. Do do. Uh, join us on the old Discord. It's fairly straightforward. Um, there's links, Alex. In the, I don't know if you had earlier. There's links in the, in all my videos for the Discord uh, group. Ask the plaster group. Uh, we can chat and. each other uh, not just on this forum where it's mostly me talking but of course if you want to ring me the number is 0751621493 0751621493 of course you gotta (laughs) you gotta come off of this to ring me hey you can watch yourself later get your two minutes of fame (laughs) um alex yeah i would personally go over with a straight edge uh, but that's the way I'm being taught. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Whichever way you're being taught, mate, um, I don't think they would there would be kind of cutting corners with how you should be how you should be doing it. Um, you should be taught the traditional way to plaster, and then any other things that you do as you progress through your career, um, and what tools you use or or fancy gadgets that you can buy that you might or might not like. I mean, there's still guys. Uh, uh, someone that Norman works with. Um, he doesn't like speed skims or anything like that won't touch him. he's a he's proper traditionalist and uh, uh, he's, he just sticks with the opener. I've got my hawk, I've got my trowel don't talk to me about any if you have a gadget it's not interested, which is absolutely fine there's, there's been some in, in my like, early career there's been some plasterers that can lay on stuff like lightning and um, finish it and get it all done and they're just using hawk and trowel I mean admittedly they use some quite long trowels <laughs> some of the guys but um, not for like laying on but for like once it was on for uh, troweling up and what have you uh alex yeah yeah okay uh it's uh, to sponge it i'm um, all oh, right yeah okay mate no worries uh eddie yeah no worries mate no worries uh yeah i'll get on it mate yeah 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 get on to the old discord server alex along with anyone else that's listening you can chat to all of us on there not just me any of the other guys about anything Uh, well plastering related preferably (laughs) there's a section on there for talking about tools there's a section on there for uh, just plastering chat generally and again if there's any potential customers out there that want to talk to any of the guys not just me uh, then feel free to join the server you need to become a member Uh, the instructions are on there it's quite easy once you're on the server Uh, and uh, once you're a member you'll be able to see everything else on there and talk to or type to or video chat with anybody else you don't have to ring people on it to, if someone's on there chatting you can have a nosy you don't have to uh, join the chat or you can you can join the chat we've all about videos so if you're shy you ain't gonna worry about that uh, so but get on there guys cuz um, yeah until it grows and there's enough people on there um, chatting on a more regular basis then yeah, it's not so much fun if you go on there and you're on your own. <laughs> Mind you, there's quite a bit of stuff on there that you can read initially. Uh, some chats we've had already uh, on there about stuff, plastering in general and about uh, tools and what have you. Um, but yeah, hoping to build it into a good community for plasterers, novices and customers alike. Um, let's face it, guys, we all want customers. Otherwise, uh, yeah, what's the point of being a plasterer? <laughs> uh uh my boss is that Alex my boss is like that won't touch a speed skim or flexi yeah no no if he's a if he's an older guy well I'm an older guy but I've just you know I'll I'll, I'll take on anything that uh, might make my plastering life a bit easier um and and be a little bit less strain on your joints because you're doing less arm movements but uh but yeah no you really I think you need to be taught the traditional way to plaster um and it's good that these guys are uh, our traditional uh, plasterers that are teaching you, because they teach you the right way than anything else you do from then it's like learning to drive, you have to learn to drive by the book and and know what's what, excuse me um, and after that people kind of like, what you do and don't do when you're driving, as long as you're safe you don't stick 100% to the rule book or the highway code um, not in things that aren't dangerous anyway uh, what's that Eddie uh, if the Artex isn't thick I've applied two coats of multi, no bonding and it's been fine have you ever done this yes Eddie I've done that as well um, I mean I'll only do it if the Artex is just a really vague bubble or bump if it's spiky at all or there's any big ridges in it I don't like relying on just a couple of coats of finish because some of those ridges can show through um, the plaster and also sometimes then when it's painted although you can't feel it you can sometimes see those ridges but if it's if it's if it's nice and fine um, the Artex then by all means mate. yes I have gone I've gone over Artex with just a couple of coats of the uh, finish before but uh, if it's spiky or got big ridges in it at all I'll always give it a coat of bonding because uh, at least I I'm not going to get any issues with it I'm not gonna have any problems while I'm doing it and uh, and the customers going to be happy that it's all flat i just say I'm, i need to bond this over because it's uh, i need the flat base to put the finish on because the finish is only tight really at the end of the day um, i mean finish used to go on up to about five mil thick because when we didn't have the uh, self-adhesive uh, white and orange uh, fiberglass tape to put on the joints the hessian jute scrim which used to be it's quite wide stuff it's basically sacking and you had to put a coat of plaster on the wall and then bed uh, the juke scrim into it on the joints and and let that kind of go off a bit and that was like the first part of you preparing a plasterboard wall to skim it so obviously it was a longer process um but then you had to make sure you put enough in your two coats of finish was enough to cover the hessian because if you covered the wall you know the smooth bits in between and you got to a hessian joint and once you were done you could see the hessian or you could feel it (laughs) underneath on the joints um apart from looking terrible yeah um yeah, it wouldn't be good, and you you wouldn't get paid, or you get the sack, or whatever. Uh, but that's not an issue anymore. <laughs> well, they did have a thin cotton scrim uh, that wasn't self-adhesive; you still had to bed it into plaster. But that didn't stop cracking joints; still cracked with cotton scrim. So I don't know why they ever used that. But uh, but this fiberglass stuff now, that's lovely, lovely. Uh, Malcolm, hello, Malcolm. Uh, do, 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 do. What's that, Alex? Uh, yeah you can get away with a normal skim on some Artex if it's not too thick yeah yeah once it's, again you've got to be careful scraping it back I used to scrape Artex off a lot early days um, some old Artex as well it smelled like rotten eggs when you um, no it was definitely Artex <laughs> it was nothing to do with me uh, it smelled like rotten eggs and I used to think well I better tell the customer that that smell is, is something to do with this Artex that I'm scraping off it's it's not it's not me Uh and um but then that was fine and uh then i found out quite a long time afterwards that there were still could be traces of asbestos in artex up to up to at least 2000 uh, because of stockpiled stuff and whatever um, so it's not a great idea i don't think it's the most deadly asbestos but it's not a great idea to be scraping um scraping artex off and breathing in any of the dust that comes off it so uh i might i'll, I'll knock off the odd little peak. If I have to, but um but generally if stuff is like that I won't I I won't scrape it back on I'll, I'll just bond it. I'll just bond it. All right, Malcolm. Uh hi Eric, you missed me earlier. Sorry Malcolm. Uh how do you cope with a Dalmatian? What a dog is that? This is not another kind of pattern on the wall, is it? <laughs> oh tiger stripes one week. Dalmatian the next. Hang on. How do you cope with a Dalmatian wall or ceiling where it Sucks like mad in some areas, but not in others. Uh, also, at what stage do you start using the corner trowel? <coughs> on the oh, actually, it's not on part two. I think on part three of this video I've got coming out, uh, Malcolm. The um, <coughs> it is speeded up uh, on a couple of these walls I do that join up in a corner. <coughs> I basically put one wall on, put the other one on, butt the two up, um, and then I will get my uh, plastic speed skin right into that angle and drag away across one wall back into the angle drag across the other wall to get a corner fairly nice but still quite rough obviously <clears throat> and it's only later on when i'm looking at my, and then i put the second coat on i do that again with when it comes to water spraying with my metal bladed speed skim. then at that stage the fact that i've got i will use and i will go down the corner with the corner trail twitcher internal corner trail and um yeah and then i'll just carry on troweling back from that to get the corner nice you'll see that in the in that video that should be coming out tomorrow part three of me three-parter um on the garden lodge uh, sorry i missed you earlier mate um yeah but with the suction um you just got to make sure that you're um you're, you're covering everything with enough uh, enough PVA. If, uh, if a surface is going to be um, really porous, then, um, I mean, you probably know already, mate, that I put neat PVA on everything, work it well in. And if you've got uh, the neat PVA that goes over a bit of original plaster, once that's dried, you know, that's going to be fine. Over maybe some brickwork, uh, where there might be more a bit more suction in it then it might be worth putting a second coat of neat PVA over the brick area, just to make sure you don't need to go over the whole area again, just the like the brick area, um, just and let it go off, just to make sure that there's not too much suction in it. And again, the way to test for the suction once that PVA is dry is to give the bricks or the finish, uh, the original finish, just a, just a little spray of water. If it soaks in, you obviously know there's still an issue there with suction. Um, by the time you put two neat coats on brickwork um that water should just hang on the surface it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't draw in or not at any great speed um and then you know it should all go off at the same pace um but yeah if, if you've got varying amounts of suction and you only put a couple of water down wishy-washy coats with pva on it um you will get issues with um dalmatian or whatever it's called but um yeah of that uh parts of it going off parts of it not going off. I think the downfall of the uh, that plaster that, that came out with this is you don't have to use any PVA on the wall. Um, looking at guys that had used it, although it, it coped well with the fact areas were going off at different paces, um, they were still going off at different speeds, which when you're skimming anything, you don't want the finish going off at different speeds. You want the whole lot going off at the same time. Otherwise, one minute you're messing about with the bits that are drying, and then the bits that are staying wet, you're waiting for those. And you're going in between the bit that needs some water on it and the bit that's still too wet to put water on. Um, so lots of PVA, mate. Let it dry. Check the uh, the suction absorption and then crack on. And you should be fine. <coughs> uh, uh alex yeah uh always got to be careful when scraping it back always wear a respirator um yeah do mate if you're going to scrape it off make sure uh you are wearing some kind of respirator or some kind of breathing apparatus um also remember to be having that on when you're sweeping it off the floor not just while you're scraping it (laughs) because another thing some people do they'll put some mask on they'll they'll scrape stuff off that's a bit dodgy and uh not thinking about it later then they'll go around the room with a broom (laughs) sweeping up Whatever uh, general dust as well, but with all the bits of uh Artex in without a mask or a respirator on, <laughs> which kind of defeats the object. But uh, but if you keep a mask on, fine. But um, yeah, I just try to avoid scraping the stuff if I can help it. Um, Malcolm, thanks. Yeah, no worries, Malcolm. No worries. That should that should do the trick, mate. That should do the trick. But uh, let's see how we go. Uh-huh. Right, how long we been going? I thought because I lose track of time with all this waffling that I do. And uh, before I know it, we're on an hour and a half, pushing two hours. <laughs> uh Ten minutes past 20. What's that? <laughs> no, mate. Oh, hang on. Ten past eight. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, we're going for a little while longer yet. But um, yeah, I'm trying to cull it in a little bit because I'm going to pop onto the Discord server when I come off of this tonight. Um, so anyone that wants to pop over there or is in the process of trying to become a member and it's a bit um, stuck, hopefully I'll be able to help you out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll be on the, on the Ask the Plasterer uh, Discord. All the links are in the descriptions of my videos. Uh, and on the, for anyone else that was near earlier, also on Saturdays now between 10 and 11, uh, which is when most guys are probably... Going shopping, uh, Tesco's or whatever. Uh, I'll be on the Discord server, (laughs) just so if you want to chat about anything classroom related um, or tools related, I'll uh, I'll be on there. Um. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else want to ring me? (laughs) Oh seven five one six two one four nine eight three. Go on, be a daredevil. Get your voice up in lights. Think of a question or something about it at all, and ring me up and ask me. <laughs> but turn your... Uh, if you have got this playing on some other bit of kit, uh, your television or uh, or a laptop, um, turn it down <laughs> while you're on the phone because there's a delay and you get really bad echo and stuff like that. But it's still worth a ring. <laughs> uh, I've got to admit, a while back when I was uh, doing this and I put the phone number out and I didn't realise I had the f- I had the phone on silent. It kept going off, but I just wasn't noticing. <laughs> Too busy guessing. Oh dear uh, uh, Jason, hi Jason. Uh, have you had your jab yet? Yesterday, mate. Yesterday morning. If you're gonna book a jab, and you're like you're at that age where you can have one, um, try and get a. The best time to get an appointment is on a Sunday, uh, early as possible. My mine was about meant to be about ten past nine. I got there, at because uh, there's no traffic on a Sunday, I got to this particular place where I knew there was parking as well, the place I booked. Um, got in there, um, uh, quarter to nine, went straight in. Uh, they said, oh yeah, don't bother hanging about till your appointment time. Went in and I was back in the car, having had me jab by nine o'clock. And my appointment wasn't meant to be till ten past nine. And I was on my way home by nine. So uh, uh, yeah, didn't, I thought it was going to work. Because <laughs> I had a flu jab. My first flu jab ever uh, earlier on this year because they're giving those away and um quite really didn't hurt. You know, I'm, I'm quite a tough soldier, but <laughs> the um I could feel it burn when you put it in the flu jab. So I was expecting something similar when I had the old Covid one yesterday, and uh, it just more just felt like it was just going a bit into my skin because because those they push that thing straight into your muscle, so and that's what I was expecting to feel like that, but it didn't. And I was going kind of like, oh. I was expecting it to just be a little bit more painful. But anyway, uh thankfully I've had no issue with my arm aching because my missus had hers a while ago because she's in the works in the care industry. And um she had a really sore arm for three or four days, couldn't lay on it or anything. Um and I thought you don't need that as a spread, obviously. Um but I've been uh, I've been alright. Um no problem there. A bit the shivers yesterday, but I think that's just because the missus won't let me put the eating on. <laughs> Oh uh, dear, but uh, yeah, I felt all right so far. It's taken a couple of days. Everybody's a bit different, but uh, yes, mate. The short answer is I've, I've had me jab. I've had me rolling a jab. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, Alex, Uh, I struggle sometimes with beads. I always uh, fill beads and joints first and then go up and down, then, then lay the next part on. How do you try to stop getting lines and trowel? Uh, what I've often done I mean recently I've taken a lot to use in uh, uh, rapid setting glue to put my beads on which is definitely not plaster's traditional way to stick on a bead <laughs> you should be planting beads on uh, they can be screwed on or nailed on or whatever but generally uh, you plant them on into the, into the finish or into some bonding um, a lot of my jobs because once you put a bead on you have got a lot more thickness to kind of take up from the corner of the bead to the wall um you see it in a few of my videos where i i bond the beads once the i use bond is to stick the beads in and then i'll basically put bond in either sides of the of the bead to take up the uh, to take up the uh, the thickness that the beads created so from the corner of the bead to my wall is nice and flat so then once that's all done as a, as a, as a first time job uh, if it's dried quite a lot then you need to put a coat of pva on it before you do the skimming but then when it comes to doing the skimming um no matter how you put your uh your, your finish on whether it's into the bead or up the bead uh, because that bonding's already there taking out most of that dip that was there that you're normally trying to fill with finish um it's a lot easier to do the finish and obviously you use less finish because uh, that's taken up by bonding um yeah that's what i, I do an awful lot because it's. Uh, yeah, it just makes the skimming easier and if you if if a job is quite big and you need uh, the skimming to be easy especially if it's got a lot of uh, beads a lot of angles um i like to have all the angles stuck solid and and bonded to uh to do that so that when it comes to the skimming all this awkward stuff you can just whack it on nothing's going to move um you're not going to have any issues with trowel lines or anything around that hope that's answered your question mate and i haven't just waffled and you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, i'll try and be as descriptive as i can um as i said before and i'll always say um, like i'm um, i advise on this channel but i don't tell anybody how to do their job uh different plasterers work in different ways they use different tools and uh it's about being respectful to people if you if you get on with doing something in a certain way and the end result is a good end result then you know <laughs> I don't see what the problem is, you know, but hey, um, so, yeah, Uh, what's Bill Gates saying? Oh, yeah, I've I've got to admit there, uh, Norman, that uh, since I've had my jab, I've got this overwhelming love for Bill Gates, (laughs) it must be the old microchip, it's gone in me, gone in me arm, yeah, I can type a lot better now as well, funnily enough, hmm, strange, oh, I don't, mate the uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I don't care if Bill Gates is stuck in microchipping me flipping arm. Um, <laughs> life can't get more complicated anyway, can it? <laughs> than it is right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Jason Cow, yeah, I had the shivers. Oh, you yeah, have had yours then, Jason. Um, yeah, yeah, I got them a little bit, and um, my missus, she got them quite bad, for, again, for a few days, but, um, I'm hoping nothing kicks in later because I was off today because of it. I thought i better make sure I'm not working the following day just in case but um, I'm on quite a big uh, uh, through lounge r ceiling funny enough tomorrow and uh, there's a curve as you go in the room as well so there's a curved bit of r ceiling then the main r first part of the through lounge then there's a beam but that's already smooth thankfully and then there's RTX the other side and um, I want to bash that out in a day because it's over in Caterham so I don't really want to go back Um uh, for another day, uh, so uh, hopefully yeah, my arm will still be alright tomorrow, <laughs> but I'll let you know, I'll let you know. Zoltar, uh, uh, I use dab for my beads, dab, you uh, so even use plastic beads, You have never used plastic beads, um, I've seen them recently and kind of thought, perhaps on certain things I could use a plastic bead, but um, Yeah, I've only ever used uh, galvanised render beads and galvanised ball beads. Um, There's there's all sorts of different things you can get now and beads and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Stramit, have you ever repaired a Stramit board? What's Stramit board, Eddie? I might know what it is under a different name. Can you describe it to me? (laughs) All right, Norman, yeah. Uh oh dear. Stramit board. I mean I might have repaired Stramit board. <laughs> Is it some kind of um, some kind of what like a like a cement board or something like that? As opposed to a plaster board? Come on, Eddie, you've got to look type faster. Or <laughs> well, you could ring me, Eddie, and <laughs> tell me what Stramit board is. <laughs> that would be easier. Oh, dear. Do any of you guys know what Stramit Bald is? I mean, I've got a video of me uh, doing repairs in... Um, In plasterboard there's the obvious quite easy one whereas if there's a round hole cut out and you've still got the round bit of plaster you can uh, uh, whack it in Uh, and another one where you can if it's a big jagged hole you cut a big square bigger than the hole uh, put a hole in it put a bit of scrim through it tie knot in the other end uh, slice the board down uh, one side snap it so it's still attached but snapped put it into your hole Open it out and then pull it down with the scrim that you've tied through it with a knot on the, say the top if it was a hole in the ceiling, and then fill it with some bonding. While you're holding the scrim to stop it going up, once that's set, you just cut the scrim off and fill the hole. Uh, You can probably do that on stramit board, depending on what stramit board is. Uh, My house is filled with stramit boards. Norman, you're not helping. (laughs) Stramit, uh, stramit board is hay walls. Is, it that, is that that kind of, like, um, that ball that looks like it's made of hay or straw or compressed with whatever they compress it with? Is that what it is? Is that what we're talking about here? Stramit board. That mic don't know either. <coughs> mm, pardon me. No, not getting any takers. No one knows what a board is. Have you gone home, <coughs> um, <coughs> But No one reckons it's like some kind of hay. Um, you could probably repair it, but um, i find something like that if you put, um, if it's not too uh, flexible, uh, put a neat coat of PVA over it and... Um, and yeah, you could probably skim it, repair it, put bonding in it on it, but I've 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 never done it that I know of. I know. Uh, right, guys, uh, where are we at? Um, nope. Uh, a Kentucky patch. You cut the plasterboard, but leave some of the paper on. Oh, I saw that Zoltar on the some American guy's video. Where he cuts out a chunk and then he, he, he leaves a bigger ring of paper around the plaster that so when you push it in the hole he can kind of, kind of sticks that and then puts a drywall uh, finish over it uh, yeah but this is even less complicated the way i'll do it <laughs> watch my video called that uh, eric's quick tips drywall drywall tips that's the one you want to look at <laughs> that's how to repair a hole in plasterboard ah um, and because uh, i've been in a lot of places where they've cut loads of holes in the ceiling uh, for lights and they've come in the wrong place um when they said oh can you fill those holes in obviously because we don't want lights in those holes <laughs> and uh, i used my old technique where I've, yeah that's on that video so <laughs> probably easier to watch that yeah it is compact straw norman right okay um eddie uh yeah straw balls okay um no i don't think i've ever repaired uh, any stuff like that to my knowledge but um it probably as i say it's not too flexible it's quite a thick a thick board and depending where it's uh, where it's fixed you probably could as i said you put a neat cut pva on it um it'd probably hold a repair fine but uh uh, yeah but don't quote me on that one Oh no, stud work, just compacted straw with plasterboard paper on it. Mm. No, I mean I've seen some, I've seen some thick plasterboard walls in some of these new build houses where um, the the the, oh, the so-called timber frames in between that that the make up a wall is about an inch of timber, and then this great big thick plasterboard either side of it. And I'm thinking, what kind of wall is that? Why can't they just? I know wood can be quite expensive, but um, have these thin trusses up in the roofs um which means you've got no loft space um you get a lot of people f- with cracking ceilings and a lot of these new uh, timber framed houses because the the thinness of the uh of the joists up in the ceiling and the uh, and they say and the and the, the dividing walls um no wonder they sound so hollow and you can hear people in the next room um i, I couldn't buy a i don't think i could buy a timber framed uh place one good reason is because uh, in Australia I saw one on the news floating down a river uh, the other day. That wouldn't happen with a brick house. <laughs> oh dear, um, Frankie. Hello, Frankie. Uh, 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 uh. Have you got a frame around? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was your granddad that you've got. He's a uh, trail engraved, mate, wasn't it? Uh, bu- 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 bu. Strawboards, Norman Buckley. No stud work. Yep, uh, Alex, do you PVA old plaster boards? Um, f- sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you want to be sure they're going to be fine, it's good to give old plasterboards a coat of um, PVA. Um, if even with new plasterboards, if they've been left out in a really hot sun, obviously this would be during the summer, or in a yard where they've been in direct sunlight, they can get so porous, and I discovered this through trial and error, um, on a big baldy wall. And uh, I thought, oh, it's plaster balls, I'll just skim it in the usual way, and the finish went off like lightning. And it was the finish was fine because it was still soaking wet in the bucket. And um, it was because the balls had got that dry that the absorption, somehow, of the plaster uh, inside the card was that was crazy. So uh, I did PVA over the rest of that before I did it, which was then fine so um so if you're unsure then um yeah um it's a fail safe uh thing to do put coat pva over old plasterboards uh then you know it'll be absolutely fine rather than risk it perhaps being a little bit dodgy or or something weird happening but uh yeah coat pva should be fine right frankie sorry mate would you not do a live video of you skimming live um wait i tell you what if i get a decent phone <laughs> i might because that's crossed my mind um and uh what well, and chat at the same time well yeah i suppose i could do that um i need to get a decent phone because my phone i mean this this setup i've got at home is like it's a desktop uh computer for streaming so that you know it's fine but obviously i can't take it anywhere uh, my phone is so old that the picture quality is is rubbish so um my missus said i think she thinks i deserve a new phone so uh if i get a decent phone i will probably give that a go frankly um because yeah i mean if people want to see that you know then i'm i'm, I'm always open to ideas i'd be quite happy to do a live uh, skimming of a wall on the job um where people can uh yeah chat i mean I might not be to be able to chat to you that well <laughs> if i'm trying to do depends how big it is um if it's, if it's a fairly small wall then um or ceiling then uh then i could talk to anyone that was uh watching at the time while i'm doing it um obviously if it was really big I'd, i couldn't keep stopping to like look at my phone and see uh, <laughs> see who's on there what questions they're asking um but uh, but again i might be able to rig that up with a separate phone using like the studio phone that i've got here you know the 07516214983 which is only switched on actually uh for this but if i did do a live stream um via a decent phone uh, of me skimming the wall or something similar um, I would use that office studio phone uh, then as well so you could ring me up I could put it on loudspeaker and you could talk to me and I could talk back to you while I'm actually doing the job which I think sounds like a good idea well, uh, yeah good thinking there Frankie yeah definitely going to ponder that mate uh, Eddie I said oh sorry Eddie yeah it's, it's, it's technology mate you sent the message straight away but there was a long delay um yeah, I think um, yeah. Sorry, I've got I've got your words on two uh, different screens here, but I'm just making sure they they are coming up at the same time, more or less. But yeah, no thanks, Eddie. Uh, we got there in the end with the old straw board, but um, yeah, it's, it's probably repairable if it's half decent. Uh, yeah, and I'm getting your replies now, Eddie. They're coming up through all right. I'm assuming you can see you can see what you're typing on the screen. There will be a slight delay between them. Um, what goes out from my uh, the streaming software to the YouTube software but it's it's quite good there's only a, a few seconds in it uh, which is handy um, do, 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 do. Alex uh, hi Alex uh, how would you tackle say a two or three mix ceiling the only the largest mix I would ever generally do Alex is two bags so 50 kilos of, uh multi finish um which more or less fills up the the bucket that i use for uh, for knocking up gear um i can handle a uh, two bag mix no problem um if something might be a bit more than the two bag mix i will do the two bag mix um i will see how far it gets and if i know there's not going to be quite enough to just finish off this thing i'm putting on i will stick a bit of gear into what i've got left and knock that up just so i've got enough to finish it off and also mix them together so it's still more or less goes off at the same speed as the first mix i've knocked out um if it was a free bag mix then uh, i wouldn't do free bag not without working with a laborer um then that would be doable because that's different but because i've worked on my own for donkeys um i don't go past the two bag mix on that but with a with a labor and definitely with another mate plastering then uh, uh and labor that was yeah then you just uh just get them to whack it up and you would just whack on the stuff because it's getting supplied as you need it and uh yeah that's 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 the, that's the time issue when you are working completely on your own um if something has to go over a two bag mix then that's when you you have to work your way around it um, fortunately most of the most of the things I do a two-bag mix will cover if it's the ceiling I did on the um, the lodge video that's just come out that was 15 foot in old money by 12 foot and that was exactly two bags once i would knocked up um, watered down what was left of my first mix to use as a tight second coat the um, uh, it, I used exactly two bags and finished that ceiling off um, but uh yeah, so that's a long answer to what should have been a short a short one. Uh, do, do, do. Eddie, uh, oh yes, yeah, sorry Eddie. Uh. Right guys, how are we doing for time? Probably stay on here a few more minutes, guys, and then I'm gonna uh, shut down after plaster for tonight and uh obviously it'll be up at um Within the next day or two as a podcast on spotify or on anywhere you get your podcast from probably you just have to search ask the plasterer podcast so you can kind of just listen to it um because you will get some adverts on the not this live one but on the uh the copy that goes up a bun ads in it or on it at the beginning and at the end blah 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 uh, but you don't get those on the um on the podcasts and you can just listen to um to it in your headphones or whatever when you're at work or whenever takes your fancy um i wouldn't listen to it in bed though well not if you're married this <laughs> i think Ooh. <laughs> what are you doing um <clears throat> uh, malcolm have you tried that extra time stuff yet um i have used that mate in part three of the video which hopefully will be out tomorrow at some point i say i'm working tomorrow but i'll finish i've got the whole thing edited i've got do a quick narration over the top of the part three but that is about um ad mixes um i just i won't tell you exactly what happens on that but um i use on that job uh in the in the third part of the video i'm using an accelerator to make the finish go off in an hour quicker um you'll see and hear the results of that on the video um i personally have come to the conclusion that because i never mix up more than two bags uh, a two bag mix uh, and i can handle two bag mix on big flat area or even on um, awkward areas around chimney breasts and stuff and use most of that up in the in the standard setting time that that's allowed So for me to put uh, an additive in it to slow down the set would be a kind of a pointless um, thing to do for me. Um, And I suppose the only other thing that would bother me a little bit was if I had learnt to plaster areas, even if they weren't particularly large, because I was slowing down the mix with an an ad mix. um, If you get used to that, then it might turn out that any time you do any plastering you always have to put a mix in it to um to retard it and to slow it down which is um, obviously more stuff to buy (laughs) uh, more money to spend um, and might hold you back on the uh, gaining the experience of being able to get something done within its natural set time as opposed to making it hang out longer uh, the ones that speed stuff up and accelerate stuff, that I can definitely appreciate because the, the times I've had to put a little patch of bonding or a little patch of finish on something, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to wait for this to go off before I can trail it up. Um, but whack some of that in, and uh, I think we're probably laughing. But uh, but yeah, anyway, But I'll, I'll briefly go through that on the part three of the video. So uh, enjoy that as soon as it's out. Uh, cheers, Mike. Good night, mate. And uh, see you soon. Speak to you later. Uh, right, guys, I think unless something pops through in the next couple of minutes, um, I'm going to call it quits on here for tonight. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for any potential guys that have been watching but not taking part, regards, I don't know, typing in or ringing in or whatever. Um, if you're plasterers, novices, DIYers, whatever, great. Let's hear from you. Um, it'd, be, it'd be nice to get any questions that you might have. If you're potential customers, you're looking for plasterers. Um, yeah get in touch via this via the channel via the um the discord uh community uh, ask the plasterer site that is in the links in all my video descriptions uh, uh, oh, a bit of dirty water speeds things up uh alex yeah but uh sometimes it does and sometimes it don't and <laughs> you're never quite sure how much it's gonna speed it up or not speed it up uh, uh eddie uh, Cheers, Eddie, mate. Nice to see you. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, on this in uh, fortnight's time. Uh, is that Easter, then? Oh, probably, well, I we can't go anywhere still, because we're still technically in lockdown, aren't we? So if that is Easter, I'll probably still be doing this on, on that particular uh, Monday. Unless it's something exciting, amazing happens. But I will let you know ahead of time. But um, I should be back here, same time, same place, in two weeks' time. So not next Monday, the one after. And I'll be in between that time see my face in another video and uh and over on the old uh, discord server uh right guys oh hang on yep i'm going to uh sign out now thanks for coming along and uh i might see you over on the server shortly Ooh. oh cheers alex yeah nice that you can make it and um, make it live as well because. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit nicer than just uh, watching the replay. And uh, I have to explain to some people. Do try and ring, because it's not very explanatory, is it, when it's not actually live, and wonder why they can't get through. Um, and <laughs> when it is live, no one tries ringing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Cheers, guys. And uh, once again, I shall struggle to find the me off button. But I know it's here somewhere. And I will see you. Shortly or soon. Bye for now. (laughs)